Good day, everybody. I am Tony P, and this is Tony P Podcast. I am hoping this podcast episode finds you well. Let's get into it. Kicking it off with the Florida man from WCNC NBC affiliate out of Charlotte, North Carolina. They're reporting on a story in Bradenton, Florida. Florida man thought he was being robbed, but the intruder was there for something much different. The man woke up in the middle of the night to find another man sucking on his toes, according to the Manatee County Sheriff's Office. Deputies say the man was sleeping in his bed in Bradenton when he woke up and realized he wasn't alone right there. I'm telling you now, ladies, people breaking in, whoever, don't care. If I went to bed by myself and I wasn't expecting him and I wake up and you're there, you're getting stabbed. As simple as that. I mean, I don't want to do it. I don't want to stab everybody, but it's just an understanding. If I go to bed by myself, I'm stretched out. I'm good. I got all the covers. I wake up. You're there. Stabby, stab, stab. The man told deputies he assumed he was being robbed. So he told the intruder he didn't have any money. Nope, again, stabbed. But money wasn't what he was there for. The intruder told the man he was there to suck on his toes. That's when the man punched the accused toe sucker and forced him outside. While the two brawled, the man who sucked the toes told the other man he had a gun. All right, so what at that point, man? Just shoot me. But no. Because he would have been stabbed. The man continued to hit the intruder for about 30 seconds before running inside and calling 911. At this point, the intruder broke out the front window of the home, stomped on the other man's car windshield, and broke it. That, see that? Investigators said the toe sucking man took off, so they tried to track him with a canine, but were unable to find him. Why do you mess up a man's windshield, though? Like. That makes me think it was per like there was there's more to it. Like, did you know the toe sucker? Was it personal? Was he did you know like I don't know, man. After you know someone punches you in the face and they're like, oh, I'm calling the cops. You go and jump on their windshield. Mm. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, please be safe, as the toe sucker is still at large. This is from the New York Post. You know what? I haven't decided. Are they? I've done some research and I'm told it's not fake news. Fake news. But it's like kind of tabloidy, garbagey news. So someone out there, let me know. Is New York Post legit? But we're going with New York Post. A Florida woman woman was arrested for threatening to rob a McDonald's because they did not serve dipping sauce with her food. I've, um... All right, I've I've kind of been there. McGuire Marie McLaughlin, which I will admit sounds a little fake, 19-year-old. She was denied the condiment at a McDonald's in Vero Beach, Florida, again, Florida, last week and pledged to obtain the dipping sauce, and I quote, by whatever means necessary. That is some Malcolm X level action over some sweet and sour. The fracas, oh, you don't see that word often, allegedly took place at about 4 a.m., 
New Year's Day when police arrived to witness McLaughlin yelling profanities at the drive-thru because she claimed she did not receive all of her food. I want my McNugget dipping sauce, Szechuan sauce, Morty. The McDonald's employees advised McLaughlin dipping sauce costs extra 25 cents. Now, I do know that's true. I can um, 100% without a shadow of a doubt attest to the dipping sauce being an extra 25 cents. There is actually a very mathematical chart grid they put on the window. Six piece, you get one sauce. Ten piece, you get two sauce. I think they have a, a 20 piece. And I'm assuming they'll give you four sauce. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. I do know, as a fact, ten piece, two sauces. An additional 25 cents. Although last week, uh, even though at the time of this recording, last week, uh, I ordered hot mustard. And I guess they were confused, so they gave me two hot mustard and two honey mustard. I almost lost my mind. That's like 50 cents in sauces. But anyway, after McLaughlin stated that she would be getting the sauce by whatever means necessary, the McDonald's employees, you know, understandably so, said they feared for their safety. So McLaughlin was taken into custody for disorderly conduct. She had to be placed into mechanical restraints. Because she kept locking her legs, refusing to walk forward. That really is some civil rights Malcolm X level stuff. Cops also said they smelled alcohol on her breath. Shocker. Really? New Year's Day at 4 a.m. 19 year old. Fighting some folks over some sauce. She was released later that day after posting bond. I once um, went to McDonald's with a co-worker many moons ago. And the lady said they didn't have any, they were out of sweet and sour sauce. And he got pissed. He was like, you didn't even look. You didn't even check behind the counter. I was like, yo, man, it ain't that serious. Well, it kind of is. And now that I'm older, I understand the severity of the situation. He's like, you didn't even look. Look under the counter. She looked under the counter. There was sauce. Oh, this is a good one from CNN is legit out of North Attleboro, Massachusetts. A Massachusetts woman became an unexpected getaway driver after a man she met on a dating app robbed a bank on their first date. Christopher Castillo, the unnamed woman's would-be Robin Hood, pled guilty this week to armed robbery and one, two, three counts of assault and battery on a police officer, all committed on their first date. Castillo was sentenced to three years in state prison for the robbery, plus two years in the Bristol County House of Corrections for violently struggling against and spitting on police. I would, uh, I, mean, I was gonna say, I would think, you know, at that point, you rob the bet, whatever, you know, I would think you would try to behave once they catch you, but, you know. The woman fortunately wasn't charged and stated. It was the worst date ever. So it all started when the woman told police she picked up Castillo from his parents' home in Rhode Island and drove him 30 minutes to North Attleboro, Massachusetts. She said he drank wine in the passenger seat of her Nissan Maxima. You know what? You pick up the dude from mom's house. I'm not going to judge. You know, everyone... You know, man, like we all we all have times in our life we need a little help. Okay, not gonna judge that. 
But then, dude just breaks out wine. Who? What? Did, did he have like a bag? He's like, oh, hey, what up? Here's my wine. So what dudes drink wine in a car? I don't. Anyway, the two had never met in person prior to that fateful day. So why would she think anything was wrong when he told her to pull over as they approached the bank? Well, it was at that point he got out of the car, left her there alone for a few minutes, then came running back, sweating with sunglasses, a hat, a gun, and a thousand dollars. He told the woman, go! She panicked and went. <sighs> Alright, I'll keep reading because I already got questions. I have so many questions. So many. The district attorney's office filled in the blanks on what happened while he was inside the bank. I kind of think we figured it out. He walked into the Bristol County Savings Bank, showed a bank teller a gun, demanded $1,000, said he needed it badly, and that he was really hurting. The teller handed him the money, then he ran back out to his date's Maxima and ordered her to step on it. His accidental accomplice obeyed at first, but once she saw the flashing sirens uh, on her tail, she pulled over and walked away from the car. Castillo stayed inside and ducked from police. Okay, no, no, no. If you're going to rob a bank, friends, people, listeners who are bank robbers, is there, you know how, like, if you have a little bit of drugs, it's one charge, but then if you have more drugs, it's a different charge. Is there a limit on when you rob a bank? Like, if I'm going to rob a bank, give me, like, 10K or, you know, a a couple more than $1,000. What kind of date? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I need money badly. I'm hurting. I got to go on this date. Cheesecake factory ain't cheap, man. I'm going to need like a thousand bucks. Um, so then they, the police come. Woo, I'll put in a sound effect later. They pull up. She stops the car. She gets out. He ducks. What did it like? You can't see me. So Castillo stayed inside and ducked from the police. Police pulled Castillo out of his hapless date's car, and he violently struggled, spit on them, and told him his gun wasn't loaded. After he was subdued and handcuffed, police searched the car, found a gun, an antique, by the way, belonging to his stepfather. The hat and the sunglasses matched the description. Oh, and they found $1,000 in his wallet. So I think the problem here, I think the problem with this show and me doing this show is I have so many questions but there's no logical answer. There's no logical answer from the dude who was living at home with his mom, who met some woman, had her come pick him up, had wine in the car. At that point, like, well, why did he? It doesn't matter. And there's no answer. And we're never going to know. So years after the date from hell, Castillo ended up sentenced to five years and his date got off without a charge. And probably a healthy skepticism towards online dating. Ah, hey man, unnamed lady out there, someday your prince will come. By way of WFLA News Channel 8, Tampa, Florida, you know, this is not meant, I almost called this show the Florida Man Podcast, and I was like, eh, I don't want to just pick on Florida. I want all the funny stories from everywhere. I had one local. You know, I like the idea of funny stuff happening around the world. So the intent of the show is not to be pick on Florida. 
I actually have a laundry list of stories that I just collect as I see them, and some I go out and find and pull five that that I like. And this week, it happens to be another one from Florida, this time Santa Rosa County. Two men were not discreet in their plans to sell drugs in the Florida panhandle. The Florida Highway Patrol arrested two men suspected of drug trafficking after troopers pulled them over on Saturday and found drugs in a bag labeled bag full of drugs. (laughs) All in the game. (laughs) Troopers made the discovery after the men were pulled over for speeding on I-10. The Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Office assisted in the search of the vehicle, which turned up methamphetamines, GHB, cocaine, MDA, MDMA, and fentanyl. The police had this to say when they posted it on their social media. Note to self, do not traffic your illegal narcotics in bags labeled bag full of drugs. Our canines can read. Now, see, no, they can't. Stop. That ain't even funny, cops. This bag full of drugs, like it looked like it wasn't. So in your head, you're hearing this story. You're thinking like a garbage bag with a magic marker or something written on it. No, no, no. This was like a nice, like canvas bag that somebody got like a cricket or something and cut out fancy letters and iron those bad boys on. This wasn't just, hey, let's go do some drugs. This was, hey, we're going to transport these drugs on a regular basis and we need a bag that is attractive and will hold up to the job. And I guess at that point, oh, uh-huh, the dogs can read. If the dog's that close to your bag where they can read it, they're going to know it's drugs. And who knows? You know, Maybe the, the reverse psychology would work. Dogs can't read. All right. That brings us to our last story of the episode. I'm going to tell you now it's a long one. But it is about someone I've been following for a long time. Are you familiar with the real-life superhero Phoenix Jones? Have you ever heard of Phoenix Jones? Friends and I have been talking about Phoenix Jones for 10, 12 years now, man. Phoenix Jones, whose real name is Benjamin John Francis Fodor, is an American real-life superhero. He is a dude. He started off wearing a ski mask, and he would intervene in public assaults. Later, he developed a full-on, straight-up CW-looking costume and adopted the name Phoenix Jones. So from 2011 until its dissolution in 2014, Jones was the leader of the Rain City superhero movement. This was a legit citizen patrol group out of Seattle, Washington. This is not fake. This is real. I've heard about this. I've seen videos. He is a dude. He's like an MMA fighter. Kind of like, I guess he thinks he's a badass. I'm Phoenix Jones. Uh, I'm the leader of the Rain City Superhero Movement. I'm Purple Rain, and I'm also a co-founder of the Rain City Superhero Movement. And I also founded the Purple Rain Campaign, which is a nonprofit that helps victims of domestic violence. We basically are a citizen prevention like eyewitness group. We see a crime take place. We run to the victim. We ask him if he wants us to press charges. At that point, we go after the bad guy. We'll catch him and either hold him in position or dial 911, talk to the cops, tell the cops arrive. Uh, when they do arrive, we give them the video evidence that we shot, uh, give them a statement, and they normally arrest the guy and take him away. When I see someone being victimized, being a victim of crime, I'm not just going to watch it. Anyway, coming at you from KOMO-FM out of Oakville, Washington, Benjamin John Fodor, known by a superhero named Phoenix Jones, faces multiple drug charges 
after he allegedly sold methylene. I got to get these if I'm going to do all these stories. Methylene deoxymeth, also known as Molly. Never mind. After he sold Molly to another person, according to the district clerk, an undercover officer with the Seattle Police Department scheduled a meeting with the popular Cape Crusader. For real, dog. Really. Who was known in the past for patrolling Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood every week, stopping fights, feeding the homeless, and ensuring justice is served. He typically wore a costume underneath his street clothes in case he encountered crime on the streets. He even carried a net gun and had a sidekick. The real-life superhero's particular undoing, though, happened to be a penchant for selling drugs. A witness told detectives they could not believe Fodor had not been caught yet by authorities, paving the way for an undercover sting operation designed to catch the superhero. The operation revealed Fodor sold MDMA or Molly to an undercover narcotics detective at Starbucks on 3rd Avenue. If you've ever been to Seattle, there is a Starbucks on every avenue, if not two. Two on every avenue, not two in Seattle. Uh, prior to the encounter, the undercover detective sent Fodor $300 on Venmo. Uh, police said Fodor handed the agent a brown paper bag, which had several purple powder substances and several dark color bags, although it did not say bag of drugs. So at least at least we can give him that. Fodor's criminal history includes failing to appear for hearings for driving with a suspended license. He has six charges for that. And in the state filing, they're concerned Fodor will not appear at future court dates. Apparently, the guy with the cape is a flight risk. Fodor was a part of the Rain City superhero movement for years. Superheroes including Jones, Buster Doe, Thorn, Green Reaper, Gemini. Check out this one. No Name, Catastrophe, Thunder 88, and Penelope roam Seattle streets in order to protect innocent civilians. Alright, state your name and power. I am the Waffler. With my griddle of justice, I bash the enemy in the head or I burn them like so. Oh, I I also have uh, my truth syrup. Jones, Buster Doe, Thorn, Green Reaper, Gemini. Alright, Gemini's alright. As far as these names go, Gemini... Maybe catastrophe, depending on what his costume looks like. No name in Penelope? Get the get out of here. While dressing up as superheroes and fighting crime is not illegal, Seattle police said they do not encourage vigilante justice. Or selling drugs! They left that part out. Uh no, don't be uh don't be a vigilante hero. Oh, yeah, and also don't sell drugs. Oh, man, these stories always crack me up. It's just fun to read them. But that is it for this episode. Tony Podcast is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. There's a bunch of shows. Check them out and their other content at gstu.net. If you got this far and you're still listening to my voice, please rate and subscribe to Tony Podcast in your favorite podcast app. If you want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash Tony P Oddcast, or you can just find me at Tony P Henderson.com. So, you know, you may have had a bad day, but at least, <laughs> <laughs> but at least.
but at least he didn't wake up with somebody sucking on your toes. I don't know. Maybe maybe you're into that. It's not my business. <laughs>